Many storylines over the weekend. Hope everyone had a great holiday before the 49ers meet the Chicago Bears in week one. Trey Lance annoyed by the 49ers bringing back Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, did Trey Lance not show enough in training camp? Is that why Jimmy Garoppolo is still around, according to Mike Silver? Mac Jones stuff still in the news. 49ers wanted Mac Jones. Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac Jones. Kyle Shanahan wanted Tom Brady. I think we can debunk some of this on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Okay, Croc, it's Bears week. It's week one. We've got tons of previews coming up for the rest of the week. We've got a crossover with Lauren Cox of Locked On Bears that will air on Thursday morning. Um, there's going to be some rain, it looks like, in the forecast in Chicago, which might change some things. 60% here. chance. 50% chance of rain. Kind of warm rain. 76 degrees and rainy at Soldier Field on Sunday, potentially. So um, that might change some of the projections that we have going on this week. And I've got some ideas about how this is going to look with uh, new look 49ers under Trey Lance, new look Chicago Bears, offense and defensive schemes, and a battle of those young quarterbacks with Trey Lance and Justin Fields. And it's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a fun season. And this whole this whole year has just been nonstop, man. And even when you think it's done and it's over, it's like, okay, it's game week. And you, you keep hearing all these reports and all these things that make, that make things sound like there's indecision about Trey Lance inside the 49ers building crock. What do you make of some of the stories we're hearing, specifically the one from Albert Breer Monday, uh, at Sports Illustrated that said that Trey Lance initially was annoyed when learning of Jimmy Garoppolo returning to the 49ers this year. Real quick, I want to first touch on like kind of the stories, right? Why, why do these things continue to come out? And part of it could be what guys are hearing, but another part of it could just be the 49ers for whatever reason. I think they generate a lot of clicks and you hear a lot of people kind of say that and spin this narrative. And, I, and again, I don't know if this uh, people are making things up, but I do know one thing. I'm on Twitter this morning, and uh, I got the little tweet deck thing going on. And someone put out something that was like storylines for the NFL. And the picture of the you know player or whatever for their cover of this was Trey Lance. Like out of all the NFL players, out of every player that's this year who is probably more important <laughs> in, you know, in the sense of what they've been to the league, Tom Brady, you know, Tampa Bay, that type of, you know, Matthew Stafford just come off a Super Bowl uh, win, could have been Aaron Donald, it could be anybody, right? But instead, it's Trey Lance. And to me, that it shows just the power of even putting Trey Lance in there made me want to click on it. And I think a lot of these conversations that are coming out or coming to light or whatever, and how people are spinning these narratives, it's surrounding the 49ers because it's it's a content giant right now. I mean, yeah, it's it's the 49ers are one of those 
king teams in the NFL, and they they generate so much content, generate so many clicks. And there's been a lot of reason for people to go back to the well with the 49ers. They get more engagement on Twitter. They get, you know, they end up, you know, in the end, get more money because they're they're writing stuff about the 49ers. And I think there is some truth to some things. And um, like Mike Silver is a great example. He comes from the NFL Network and is now writing for the Chronicle. Well, he's got to write some big articles. What's he going to write about? He's not going to write about how the 49ers are going to be really good this year and, uh, you know, or, or anything like that. He goes straight to arm fatigue. He goes uh, his latest was about um, how uh, the 49ers only brought Jimmy. They, they didn't see enough of what they wanted from Trey Lance. That's why Jimmy Garoppolo is around. And. And Mike Silver's a smart guy, and he knows that he needs to get some of that engagement. And even though there's nuggets of truth to some of the things he's writing, they're, they're also non-stories at the same time, right? And that's what a lot of these folks are doing. So when it, when it comes to Silver, he talks about arm fatigue. And it's like, okay, he, he's connected. He talks to people in the building. He knew that there was a point last season where Trey Lance went through some of this arm fatigue. But it has zero to do with the 49ers in 2022, because that was something that happened in the past, right? We're going to go back and talk about uh, an ankle injury for, um, for Trent Williams last year. You know, we're going to go talk about Nick Bosa tours ACL two years ago. It's not relative to what's going on with the 49ers this year, but it gets clicks and there's truth to it. And you can really make it sound more dramatic than it is. And that's why the arm fatigue thing was so annoying because it's, it's a non-story, even though there's a nugget of truth to it. And someone like Mike Silver can pound his chest and be like, hey, I'm connected. I know these things. But it's like, yeah, you're talking about an old story from last year. We're in 2022 right now. So it's a non-story. And it was similar with the Jimmy Garoppolo ghosting stuff. If Jimmy hated the Niners and the Niners hated Jimmy, he wouldn't be here right now. So guess what? The ghosting story, non-story. Looked great in print. They made everybody talk about it, but it was a non-story in the end because clearly we can judge by what's going on with the 49ers right now that they don't hate Jimmy Garoppolo because he's still here again. Michael Lombardi did something very similar, right? He he goes out and says, Kyle Shanahan had to be talked into drafting Trey Lance. Now, again, we are now two off-seasons removed from Kyle Shanahan drafting Trey Lance over anybody else. And we got to remember Michael Lombardi. He was one of those guys. I was like, the pick is Mac Jones at three. It is Mac Jones. And he was wrong. And a lot of people have really gone at him for that. But here's what I'll say. Right. And he doesn't just say, oh, you know, he had to be talking to, to Trey Lance and out of Mac Jones. He also said that they had to be talked out of Tom Brady. Kyle Shanahan wanted Tom Brady. He wanted Mac Jones. He didn't got either of his guys. And here's my thoughts on that. Right, and there's this kind of hypothetical scenario, and there's what are the facts, right? And the facts, maybe we will never know exactly to that extent, but I do know this. I could see a scenario where Kyle Shanahan, I don't even want to say I could see that scenario. Okay, let's go back even a little bit further. 2016 season for the Atlanta Falcons, they went to the Super Bowl, and they lost. And shortly after that, Kyle Shanahan became the 49ers head coach. Now, one thing I remember vividly was one of his initial radio uh, shows on KBR. And as you know, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, they kind of swap, I think, every week with going on KBR. Well, Kyle Shanahan gets asked about the Super Bowl and would he have done anything differently? And he says, essentially, I would rather lose doing it how I feel is the right way to go about it 
and go a way that has brought us some success and kind of do it my way as opposed to do it somebody else's way and lose that way, right? Like, I don't want to do somebody else's way and lose because I can't live with that. And I was like, you know what? I understand that. So fast forward to the whole Tom Brady talk. And now it's, oh, he had to be talked out of going after Tom Brady. And I'm like, well, that's weird because that is, that's a different tone to how they said Kyle Shanahan was previously. Now, let's say hypothetically speaking, he was talked out of Tom Brady. And he wanted Tom Brady. He's like, man, let's go get Tom Brady. And they're like, nah, don't get him. Let's talk you out of that. And he's like, all right. And then he goes on to watch Tom Brady win a Super Bowl. Well, you're telling me now the very, shoots next few months after watching Brady win a Super Bowl where you talked him out of that, he's going to let you talk him out of getting the quarterback that he wants? I have a hard time seeing that be the case. So this is what I think happened. I believe that Kyle Shanahan and the, most coaches, they don't watch a whole lot of college football, right? During the season, Saturdays, they're preparing for their games. So the little that he saw initially from maybe Mac Jones, he probably really liked it. Enough to where it's like, you know what, let's trade up for Mac Jones. I really like him. And maybe somebody said, hey, man, there's also this kid from North Dakota State who hasn't played in a year but we think there's something there. So he puts on the film. He sees Trey Lance. Man, okay, uh, he needs to improve on this, this, and this. But gosh, he's playing on the center. He's turning his back to a defense. He makes this pass. He can use his legs. There's a lot that I like. You know what? Maybe I can draft this guy. Then he meets him. He meets the person that he is and the work ethic that he has. And he's like, okay, like this is the guy I'm drafting. I don't necessarily think that that means that he was talked out of drafting Mac Jones. He just potentially could have changed his mind based on more information that he has gathered. Because again, these are guys, head coaches who don't watch these college guys during the season. But we knew about Mac Jones. We knew Mac Jones was just in the, in the, in the uh, championship game, just won a championship game. I believe it was against Ohio State. Is that who they beat that year? Like they destroyed somebody. And Mac Jones was good. He was efficient, et cetera. Well, I just saw him. I know who that is. Let me watch his film. Okay, it lines up. He probably learned about Trey Lance late in the process. I don't think it was somebody that just has to say, like, oh, uh, you just, you, no, no you, you need to draft him. Don't draft Mac Jones. Don't draft Mac Jones. I don't think it happened that way. But that doesn't generate clicks. It's not going to generate clicks that, hey, he did really like Mac Jones. And then the more he learned about Trey Lance, oh, okay, let's maybe draft Trey Lance. It's no, he liked Mac Jones. He liked Kyle, uh, uh, Tom Brady. And he had to be talked out of taking those two guys. All right, more on uh, if Kyle Shanahan gets what he wants or if he is told and directed to get players and do things within the 49ers organization as it pertains to draft picks and especially his quarterback. And also, what about the idea that Trey Lance could get usurped by Jimmy Garoppolo, not because of injury, but because the 49ers haven't seen what they want to see from young Trey Lance yet during the 2022 season. But first, we got to let the folks out there know about prize picks. Prize picks is easy. Daily fantasy sports. When it means, what is it? Daily, right? You don't have to wait until Sunday to play your fantasy football. You can play daily fantasy sports. You can play fantasy sports every single day. You want to play Thursday night football, DFS, you can with prize picks. And it is super easy. Play pick two to five players. And if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available at prize pick. So you're not going to be taking on any sharks or anything like that in some huge pool of users that makes it so difficult to compete. It's just mano y mano, you versus prize picks and the projections that they put out there. So 
on Thursday night. If you think Josh Allen's going to go huge and you want to go over on those passing yards, you can. And then you stack together two to five players that you believe will go over under their projections at prize picks. And that's how you can start stacking up and winning up to 10 times your money on any entry. It's not just NFL either. Major League Baseball, NBA, PGA, disc, golf. Uh, cricket, Euro basketball, college sports. So uh, you name it, they have it as prize picks. You play some daily fantasy sports. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's super easy and safe and fast withdrawals at any time. So go download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter pr- promo code LOCKED ON. That is promo code LOCKED ON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Keeping things on that note, that idea of the Mac Jones thing in the draft. And we've said it before. I don't think we need to say it anymore, but someone like Michael Lombardi, who's you know plugged in around the league, continues to say this type of stuff. Um, And if you guys don't know who Michael Lombardi is, he actually started his NFL career with the San Francisco 49ers as as an area scout under Bill Walsh's 49ers in 1984. Uh, According to his Wikipedia, I don't know how accurate any of this is. He might have been the the, the scout that found Charles Haley. And uh, and that ended up being the 49ers draft pick in, in 1986. So good stuff. He was a scout for the Browns. He was pro personnel director then for the Browns. Then he was pro personnel director for the Philadelphia Eagles. Then he was senior personnel executive for a long time for the Raiders between 98 and 2007. Finally got a shot to be GM in the NFL with the Cleveland Browns 2013 and 2014. Who's the offensive coordinator in 2014 for the Browns? None other than Kyle Shanahan. They drafted, that was the the famous Johnny Manziel draft in in 2014, and he would be fired after that draft. And then he went on to be an assistant uh, with the uh, with the New England Patriots for a couple seasons, and then he's been in media ever since then. So it it ended quickly for him once he got to the top of the the pyramid as far as uh, executives go in the NFL. So he's worked under Walsh, he's worked under Bill Belichick, uh, he's worked under Al Davis, and he's worked with Kyle Shanahan. He's been on staffs where Kyle, where Kyle Shanahan coached before. So he's plugged in guy. Um, you know who else he's been on staffs with is Mike Shanahan, and I think maybe Mike Shanahan might have been the Mac Jones leak, and I've talked about it before. There was the Schefter stuff with with, uh, Mac Jones. And look, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers didn't tell anybody. They're not going to tell Mike Lombardi who they're going to take. And Mike Lombardi has been pretty wrong about all this stuff and uh, did the 40. And then again, this is like where you take a nugget of truth and you run with it even further. Did Michael Lombardi get good intel that the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan liked Mac Jones? Sure. Did did Kyle Shanahan even maybe like Mac Jones more than others at first? Possibly, but zero chance. No way in hell that a quarterback is going to be forced onto Kyle Shanahan. If Kyle Shanahan wants something, he gets it. That's the one thing we've learned during this whole regime, whether it's trading up for Dante Pettis, whether it's uh, trading up for Joe Williams, who wasn't even on the 49ers draft board, right? So um, maybe he'll take some advisement. Maybe Trey Lance wasn't his one to begin with. Um, but he's not going to draft the guy that he doesn't want. It's all Kyle Shanahan. He's at the top of the pyramid. So, and look, it's a process. I'm sure there was, there was a tons of discussion about all the the quarterbacks that year for the 49ers. So look, Kyle Shanahan's not going to take a quarterback that he doesn't want period. The pick is, is all on Kyle Shanahan to me. 
what John Lynch said that, you know, and it's crazy because we're having these same conversations now that we had two years ago. And it's really weird that this keeps popping up. So instead of talking about, oh, the Chicago Bears and we'll get into that team or where the 49ers are, just their offense and just how excited we are to see this offense and what is it going to look like, it's, oh, man, you know, Kyle, he doesn't get the guys that he wants. And it's like, dude, that to me, it just sounds silly. You know, now there was the whole, you know, the guy he was talked into, it was Jimmy Garoppolo. Out of all the guys, like that's who he was talked into. More so than anyone else or talked into out of whatever. He wanted uh, Kirk Cousins, and it's very clear, and he said it, and he didn't look in the quarterbacks in that class, Patrick Mahomes, Sean Watson. And he's like, no, I, you know, I want Kirk Cousins. And middle of the year, J- uh, John Lynch had to talk him into the whole situation with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I really feel like this time around, where most people, just in general, right? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, right? Or in the third time in this scenario, because they're talking about two other quarterbacks that are involved. But I just, I don't see it happening, especially not for a third time. Uh, you know, he they talked him into, hey, this is a good situation for the 49ers with, with uh, Jimmy G. Now they say, you know what? We're going to back away. And this is John Lynch's words. Hey, listen, I'm not going to tell this guy who to have run his offense, who to pick. We're going to let him go through this process. I have a hard time that anybody was able to talk him out of this. I, I just don't see it. Yeah, and and I don't know where everything came from with Mac Jones, but the, the media was so into it that, um, and who knows, maybe it was Kyle Shanahan himself who said, hey, Mike Lombardi, we're taking this guy, even though they weren't, you know? So maybe he got it firsthand, and it was it was all uh, you know misinformation. But the media all had Mac Jones for some reason, and it was probably a decent reason, but it was also incorrect. And, and Mike Lombardi, I remember early in the process, and actually Lombardi's one of the first guys that was on the Mac Jones early thing because when the 49ers moved up, it was like, well, no, the, my initial response was, well, it's not going to be Mac Jones, clearly, so it's probably going to be – Justin Fields or Justin Fields, Land, is not going to be Mac Jones. And uh, Mike Lombardi was like, the the floor for Mac Jones is the eighth pick in the draft, not the ceiling, the floor. And I was like, oh, Mike Lombardi's out of his damn mind. He's not, you know, uh, the the floor. So that means Mac Jones is guaranteed to go pick eight or earlier. And I was like, that's not I mean, Mac Jones, is a mid first, late first round guy. That's the way I saw Mac Jones all along. I actually thought he was a high second at, at one point. I, I thought he was closer to. To maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, Andy Dalton, the first time I watched him, you know, and, and not someone you take at the very top of the draft. And he ended up being wrong about that, too, because he ended up going 15 to the Patriots. Right. So he, he wasn't a top eight guy. So not only the 49ers didn't like him that much, neither did the Panthers, neither did the Broncos, these other quarterback needy teams. The Bears traded all the way up not to get Mac Jones, but to get Justin Fields. Right. So the league wasn't as high on the Mac. Vikings who right. drafted a quarterback, but they ended up drafting Kellen Mond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings apparently liked fields too but they didn't want to go up and, and get him so yeah. i think um, they picked that 14 i believe or or originally there was a pick they might have traded out i don't remember exactly how, exactly how it worked oh right that's they originally were picked 14 they were 14 they liked fields they didn't want to move up for him though because it was too costly or something and then they got jumped for fields and they didn't like mac jones enough to take him before right. so clearly multiple nfl teams didn't see mac jones that high and clearly if the 49ers drafted in hindsight and not in hindsight for some people who had him evaluated where he went. Um, if the Niners drafted Mac Jones a three, that would have been ridiculous value because they could have just stood pat and not spent three first-round picks and got him at 12. So um, 
for some reason, the media was so much higher on Mac Jones than real teams were and higher than Kyle Shanahan was because he didn't end up drafted at number three, even though, you know, maybe they, they would have if, if, um, if Trey Lance wasn't part of the equation. Uh, it's easy to see that, and I don't doubt that Kyle Shanahan liked him, and Kyle Shanahan has said that he liked him. And you look at Kirk Cousins, and you look at look at C.J. Beathard. Those are the, the quarterbacks that Kyle Shanahan's drafted. Like, of course, Mac Jones was a player that, and he was a decent prospect. You know, he's a first-round guy. A, that, that could very well be the guy that he originally traded up for. So when those reports came out, I think at that time they could have been true until he gathered more information on some of the other quarterbacks. And I think most people would tell you that they knew the least amount about Trey Lance because you don't see him on TV. Like there isn't this, you know, like he didn't even play that season. Yeah. And he didn't even play that season. So as you gather more information, again, I don't think it's, you have to be talked into him. I think it's more so of, I learned more about this kid and what he's made up of and some of the areas he needs to improve on. And it's like, you know, I think I can get him there. So, yeah, anyway, that's, uh, Hopefully that's the last time we have to talk about any of that as, as, as any of that as it pertains to the NFL draft. And uh, man, the, again, if there's any mistake the 49ers made throughout that whole process, it starts with the trade up and the process of moving up to three when they didn't need to potentially. If it was Mac Jones, if it was Justin Fields, even if it was Trey Lance, you know, um, that was a weird process that the 49ers went through. Not not having not finished the evaluations yet when they traded up to three. Right. That was, that was the weird part. Cause maybe it turns out they didn't like any of them enough to draft them to three because they weren't done with their evaluations. They went up to three kind of blindly. And look, if you like five quarterbacks trade up to five, right. And and that's if five quarterbacks go in a row at the top of the draft, which clearly didn't happen. It wasn't going to happen. So uh, they went up higher than they needed to that. That's the part of the process that in the end, if the 49ers get stung by all this, it wasn't so much who they picked, and, and why and who they liked and all that, even though that's what the storylines are going to be. To me, it starts earlier than that. It started in March in 2020 when they traded up to number three, when, in my opinion, they didn't need to. That, that was a really weird move. They could have waited until draft day and found out who they wanted, gone and attacked that player. Because it's not like the Dolphins are going to say no to three first-round picks uh, in April, right? right? So let's move on to the last storyline that we can squash so we can move on to this Chicago Bears week one matchup in the rain and that is did the 49ers change their mind about Trey Lance during training camp because Lance wasn't playing good enough do want to thank everybody once again for making locked on 49ers your first listen every day now for your second listen go check out the ultimate pro football preview 2022 an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season the local team experts, including guys like Eric Crocker and Brian Peacock, Locked On Podcast Network, uh, plus the betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview with Odyssey Insiders. Search for the ultimate pro football preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Okay, Croc. The last one, I mentioned it at the beginning of the pod and Mike Silver talking about the reason Jimmy Garoppolo was around is because Trey Lance um, underwhelmed the 49ers in camp. Trey Lance might be a little annoyed when he heard that Jimmy Garoppolo was coming back initially. And then there is the Peter King article and, and Peter King predicted that the 49ers replace Trey Lance with Jimmy Garoppolo by week seven. And this is not because of injury. So what do you think here? Well, why are so many people, is this again clickbait stuff? 
Or do you think people really believe this? Or do you think it's coming from the 49ers organization that they are underwhelmed with young Trey Lance and are worried that he's ready to lead a winning football team in 2022? I think that there's a scenario where, you know, you view a guy as not ready until he proves that he is. And Trey Lance is going to be able to go out there Sunday against the Chicago Bears and squash all the narratives by just playing well. If he, crazy thing is, if he just does what he did against Houston Texans last year, right? Now, again, it could look a little different in the sense of maybe more comfortable, right? Because that was the thing. The, the numbers last year weren't bad when he played against Houston, even in the first half where people were like, oh, man, horrible first half. He was 10 to 13 with an interception. It was so bad, right? Like, that was the conversation. That was the talk. They didn't score a lot of points. And then, oh, man, he was so great second half, even though the efficiency dropped a little bit, but he had some explosive plays and threw a couple touchdowns. But if he just plays with, and, does, and puts up those numbers and just looks comfortable, that'll start to squash it. Now, also, I think that each week, because of the narratives are just so strong, he's going to have to prove every single week, but not to his coaching staff, maybe to some of the players, and they have to continue to buy in, and also the media and the fans. And every week is going to be, and that's probably exhausting that every single thing you do gets nitpicked to death more so than anything else, but he's going to have to do it until he proves, like, yeah, I, I am the guy. And there were a couple scenarios of this. I remember 2012. Uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh went to Colin Kaepernick, right? After uh, Alex Smith, he was playing well. He got the concussion. And every single week was almost like a tryout for Colin Kaepernick. And if you guys remember back, you know, uh, Jim Harbaugh wasn't saying, oh, yeah, that's our starting quarterback. Colin Kaepernick, he's our starting quarterback every week. That wasn't what he was saying. It was just like, oh, you know, we'll see. What you know, We've got two great quarterbacks. And that's what he kept saying. And then it became clear, like, okay, this is the guy. And not to the same extent, because Kyle Shanahan has come out and said, no, Trey Lance is our guy. But I think to everybody else, each week he's going to have to fight off some of those narratives. And the more he does it, all this little talk about, oh, uh, you know, well, he wanted this guy, he wanted that guy. If he just comes out and he plays – Solid. It'll all go away. If if Jimmy Garoppolo wanted to be gone, he didn't have to restructure because the Niners weren't going to carry the $25 million. So anything from the Garoppolo side of things, Garoppolo thought this was the best situation, clearly, at this point in the offseason. Well, what, what, what other options did he have? Well, he, could, he probably could have signed the same deal with another team. I don't know if somebody was going to give him $16 million. And they didn't give him six, but they gave him up to sixteen million. Yeah, I don't know anyone else at this time because everybody has their starting quarterbacks, right? And like, and, and a Garoppolo, lot of these other quarterbacks aren't really on. A lot of them are on these kind of wait and see situations with whoever their guy is, right? So let's say Houston Texans, for example. Well, they like Davis Mills, and this is a scenario where it's like, okay, let's wait and see, but we're not going to go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo to play behind Davis Mills and say, you know what? But if you do play, you get up to sixteen million dollars. Like they're not giving him that. I, I don't think it's that crazy because teams are competitive and they would it's a it's a really good way for a team to say, man, if we get a starting quarterback out of this, then it's totally worth 60 million. Right. And that's not part of this year's cap. And so a competitive team, the team that wants to be competitive, that's not tanking would definitely want to do that. Well, I think I, the team that's more likely to do it is the team that's competitive and knows him the best. 
Well, right. Yeah. But see, here's the thing. Six, six and a half million dollars is nothing for Jimmy Garoppolo. He was going to get that from a team. Now, maybe the 49ers threw more incentives than other teams were willing to do. Maybe Don Yee got that exact same contract offer from a team and said, Jimmy would rather play here. This is what another team's offering. Can we do this? And the Niners are like, yeah, let's do that. So that's a possibility too. Um, and then maybe easier for the 49ers to trade Jimmy Garoppolo than another team. So Jimmy could still end up being a starter and getting that money somewhere else. So there's a lot of reasons, but if Jimmy didn't want to be around, he wouldn't be around because he wouldn't have restructured. So that's, that's pretty clear for whatever. I, I think Jimmy knew what was best for him financially. And it was better to be on the team that, you know, and at some point, if I have to play, I know I can play well. I know this coach is going to put me in a great situation and I have the most opportunity to make the opportunity to make the most money as opposed to, you release him, and he's out there, and now maybe I have to go to a situation that isn't great, but it's like, man, I got three options, right? Because it's not even like, if you release him right now, there might be three teams interested, and even so, even then, they are interested in him as a backup. How much willing are they willing, or how much are they willing to pay him as a backup? And that's, I just don't, I don't, I don't think that, again, we, we heard right before they signed him, the trade, there was zero trade market for him. Zero. Nobody nobody was trading for him. I think this was just the absolute 100% best situation for him all the way around. Whether it's just because of the financial situation and knowing the team, or if it's, hey, by week seven, like uh, Peter King says, maybe he could be starting because Trey Lance isn't whatever. I think familiarity helps. I think, I think money-wise... If Garoppolo thought he was going to go somewhere where he had an opportunity to start at any point, he makes way more money in the future. Like, let's say it's the Seahawks. Let's say he goes to the Seahawks and he's competing, and he's like, well, I'm better than Geno Smith, so I'm going to end up with that job. Then I'm going to be a starting quarterback, and starting quarterbacks make more money. If he goes to the Seahawks and the Seahawks are better because Jimmy Garoppolo gets inserted at quarterback, he makes way more money in the future than he makes this year. Jimmy Garoppolo's the, – the whole thing with Jimmy Garoppolo's this year's money is not important. Big starter money later is way more important. So financially, if he took, if he took, if he got six point five from the 49ers, he was only get three million from another team as a backup quarterback. But he had a better shot at starting on the other team. That would make him more money in the future. So I disagree about like how much money he made this year wasn't important. That's why there's the escalators because if he does start, then he makes more money. But I think it's more about um, he has the ability to go find that team still because he's on the 49ers now and the familiarity, right. if he's going to be a backup, it was a better backup situation. Um, and, you know, if he does play, he knows the offense already. He knows he can, he can win a lot. Um, going back to the other side of things with Trey Lance. Do you think that again, this is a nugget of truth. The 49ers don't know how good, nobody knows how good Trey Lance is going to be. So having a good backup is smart. But it doesn't mean that the 49ers don't like what they've seen and think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to need to play either. And that's where I have a problem with some of the reporting and some of the things that people are talking about, especially from national media, when they talk about Trey Lance and they talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. Could Trey Lance be awful and Jimmy Garoppolo gets inserted? Yeah, that's one of the possibilities. Clearly, that, that was a possibility with Nate Sudfeld. You know, that, you know, and, and clearly a shorter leash now with Jimmy Garoppolo than with Nate Sudfeld. But we've seen and we talked about it on the podcast last year. We saw Jimmy Garoppolo play bad and we thought Trey Lance should be inserted or some fans. Some fans thought Trey Lance to be inserted. There was times after the Titans game where it's like, look, if you go to Trey Lance, I get it. Right. There was times when the Niners started three and five. Go to Trey Lance. I get it. Um, 
Well, everybody's talking about the Bear game, Bears game, and again, we'll get into it, but they're talking about it as, oh, this is just a win. Like, you're just going to blow them out. And I do think the 49ers on paper are better this year than they were last year. But even last year, where the 49ers were good, right? You go into that game and it's, like, oh, it's the Bears, right? And they, they were getting their ass kicked a little bit <laughs> heading into that game. 49ers were losing going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They outscored the Bears in that. But, like, Jimmy, the guy that everybody's, like, oh, man, he's just so much. And, yeah, you you pulled it out. You it, For three quarters, it wasn't really great. And for three quarters, you're like, golly, are they going to go to Trey Lance? Right? Like, that was the that was the conversation. Um, I would say this about, you know, how certain all the 49ers or whatever they're getting. And, again, like I stated before, you don't, you don't know. But I went and I Googled Josh Allen uh, 2019 training camp. Right, I just Googled it. And the first article that pops up, and it says, 2019 Bills training camp, Josh Allen's development, pocket poise, and the toxic hero ball. And they talked about how in this one practice, right then and there, you just see certain elements of kind of not being ready and the things that they don't want to see from them. And I believe that the only way to get that out of you, just like Josh Allen had to, and Trey Lance is going to have to as well. And when I say this, I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to be Josh Allen. There are people... Trey Lance is Trey, and Josh is Josh. Don't compare the two, et cetera, right? You get you get that kind of pushback. I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to be Josh Allen. I'm just saying in the sense of some of the things you have to go through to get to where you want him to be. And there are those issues. There's questions of, is Josh Allen the guy? I would guess in 2019, even after training camp, or even maybe even after the season, is he going to be eventually what you drafted him to be, what you trade up for Josh Allen to be? Will be those, there were probably questions. For a guy who played a majority of the first two years. So there's going to be even more questions for a Trey Lance who has not played much. So I get it. But again, just like Josh Allen, it was on him to continue to improve and show what he potentially could be and what he is now. It's on Trey Lance to do the same thing. And my biggest issue with a lot of it is he hasn't really been giving truly the opportunity to do that. It's like everything has to be perfect and ideal right now. He has to come into training camp and everybody, they're going to count every single completion every incompletion they're going to overreact to everything uh even if it's oh man i completed four out of five passes against the packers and it's like well he did it because this this guy was open and whatever and this pass was a little off look how he led him a little out here so he missed this throw and it was incomplete etc and then oh man he's under a lot of pressure during the texans and it's like see he is not ready and there's going to be a lot of that but ultimately i'd say now he has the opportunity to go out there and just you got your team you're ready to go. I think the only projected starter that's out is probably Jimmy Ward. It's go time. And I think he's ready. And again, I think he's going to be just fine. But that's not what generates clicks. And Kyle was patient through some bad quarterback play last year from Jimmy Garoppolo and didn't make rash decisions and go to the rookie. And for the same reason, he's going to stick with Trey Lance this year. And he's not just going to turn anything over to Jimmy Garoppolo because of uh, a, a, sh- a bad stretch or a bad game here or there. There's going to be some patience, and we've seen that from uh, from Kyle Shanahan in the past, and I expect that to continue. And the other thing is there's a competitiveness from John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, and that's why Jimmy Garoppolo is around, right? The competitiveness of what we're going to get in return, the competitiveness of this is a good quarterback, we're not going to give him away for nothing, the competitiveness of let's have the best quarterback possible because we still don't know what's going on with Trey Lance. Is it possible Yes. Did they bring Jimmy Garoppolo back just because they didn't like what they saw from Trey Lance in training camp? No, that's not one. No, that's the guy. They made it clear to Jimmy G. They made it clear to Trey Lance. Now just 
you know, go out there and play. Let it, let it sling, sling, sling it. <laughs> Just sling it, young man. All right. Uh, I can't wait. Let's get more into the Chicago Bears and week one. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen for your second listen. Check out the Ultimate Season Preview. Check out Croc doing Locked On NFL Draft. I'm with my guy, Matt Williamson, former NFL scout. We are doing the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, talking about the entire league daily right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Croc and I back tomorrow. Locked On 49ers.